Welcome back, everybody, to the Waggle With podcast. We are coming back to you off of a Tory Pines weekend. Yes, indeed. We've got Phoenix coming up. It's a Super Bowl week. Lots going on. Uh, we We're are still saving. here. We're, We're st- still here. <laughs> That's right. What's going on, Scotty? How was your weekend? You uh, you went down to Tory for a day at least. Right? I was I was down. I was on the grounds Wednesday. Um, walked around with some individuals in the practice round. I saw the highest rough that the PGA guys play on tour and after a week of rain on the West Coast. Um, brutal, brutal, brutally tough golf course. Um, good week. And by the way, I've gotten a lot of texts and emails from all of our listeners saying, where didn't we get a podcast this week? Why didn't we get a podcast this week? So rest assured, you're getting a lot of content here in the next week. So we are all full go here. All right, we're full go. We're, you're going to get a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to Phoenix. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's talk about Tori. Yeah. Uh, good weekend of golf. Another great view. You know how Steve loves his Steve views. Steve loves his, his West Coast uh, and Hawaii uh, views. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that might be the best one of the uh, of the West Coast. Well, I mean, I don't want to say the West Coast. Of the, of the normal PGA Tour. Like some of the views from the cliffs there at Torrey are just beautiful. I mean, I've been able to play it a couple times when my buddy uh, Ryan used to live down there. Of course, he doesn't anymore. Um, <laughs> so you don't play the San back. Diego rate anymore. No. Yeah. And, well, I, I never got the San Diego rate. That <laughs> asshole got the San Diego rate. He's like, yeah, let's go play Torrey. It's like, yeah, it's $250 for me. It's 50 for you. So kudos to all you San Diego residents who have that figured out. But it was... It was, uh, but it, the the course there is great. The north just got redone. Yep. The views are great. The course looked like it was in beautiful shape. So green, uh, it was unreal. The greens were as good as I've ever seen them. Yeah, as good as as I've ever seen them. And I've been going to that down to that tournament. Uh, shouts out to Andy, who's tournament director of operations there for the last four years. It's as good as I've seen ever seen that golf course. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I can't uh, can't say enough about the shape of it. Also, a lot of good golf being played. Very by, good uh, golf. Like made Tory look easy. By the way, that in Nenea, the probably two toughest places I've ever played golf, uh, and it was unbelievable the quality of golf that we saw. Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's it, when you think about how tough that is when you've played it, and you see like like you talked about the rough was so yeah. good hard it's it's such a super long course it's a major championship golf course and these guys are tearing it up it's like are you serious and no one tore it up more than jay rose <laughs> jay rose just him and him and dj going like pound for pound on on you know world number one rankings i don't know if i even take too much into that anymore right but between justin rose brooks kepka dustin johnson and we'll add bryson who also won this weekend into that mix I feel like one of those four are just winning like every week. <laughs> yeah, and you know the whole thing about Jay Rose was New Year, new clubs. That's right. Same old clubs. Jay Rose. Yeah, same old. I mean, just just a super consistent player, so technical with his game. But I mean, I can't even come out and sit here and say there was you know there was a few holes or one shot or some spectacular thing he did all week. I mean, I watched the tournament on yeah. and off all week. Just another solid round. I mean, this guy's just, you know, he's he's always going to be in the mix. I think he'll be in the mix in every major this year. Yep. Uh, I, I don't see why he wouldn't, and just a great performance by him. Yeah, I mean, on Sunday, his first couple holes, you were thinking, oh, boy, we got a tournament here when he's, you know, he doubled, and then he, but by the eighth hole, he was back to 
shooting even on the front nine, I think. It was. And then he made every clutch putt and every yeah. clutch shot down the stretch. So hats off to him. The round could have folded, but he just... Because Adam Scott played unbelievable down the yeah. stretch on Sunday to chase him. It was good to see him come back. Always great to see Adam Scott. Like it, one of it, one of the players we grew up watching and still here and all going all flag sick in, but still making a bunch of birdies. So yeah. it, it was fun to watch. And I guess just hats off to Jay Rose for making every putt and getting up and down every time he had to do it. He did it. Great job by him. Uh, our big guy was back, the cat. The first, big cat was back. First tournament of the 2019 calendar year for yes, Tiger. Yes, really indeed. the start of his season. How would you grade his start? I'm going to give him a B, right? Okay. I didn't expect much. There's no way to prepare for that rough at Torrey. There's no way to prepare for that golf course at Torrey. Yeah. So all the stuff that Tiger said on Tuesday and Wednesday that, oh, I've been prepping and getting my strength back, that's fine. But it's different when you go out there in between the ropes and have to count every shot. Yep. No matter what happens at Medalist. And so with that said, I would say I'm giving him a solid B. His rounds got better each day. Now on Sunday, he shot an unbelievable round in an off-red slash pink shirt. So... Yeah, uh, I'm giving him a solid B. I think he knows his body and his schedule more now than he did last year, and it will help him prep to be ready for the majors of the one thing that he cares about. Yeah, I I, I would say the same thing. Solid B. I mean, he probably he probably you know I mean I think all parts of his game seemed maybe like a little bit rusty, right? He sure. didn't have his A driver, didn't have his A putting and such short game. So, you know, you could see each day he probably left a few strokes out there he thought he should have had back. Um, but, I mean, all, overall, I mean, it's getting him back into the swing of things. Uh, he always likes – you could tell he just, you know, he really likes to play well at Tiger – or at Tiger, at Tory. Uh He really likes – he just loves the course. You know, there's a lot of stories you could read up about how bad he wanted to win the 2008 U.S. Open yeah. on a, basically a broken leg. So he really – A broken leg, yeah, not basically. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> – A broken tibula. Yeah, I mean – so he really wants to perform well there. So I think inside it probably was like killing him a little more. He didn't play better. But realistically, he knows the first tournament he's playing all year. So, I mean, solid solid performance. It seems like, you know, nothing fell off the wagon. Like he didn't, you know, he wasn't horrible. He looked healthy, I think, which is the most important thing. Right. So uh, coming off some rest, he looks good. Yeah, I mean, this was the famous tournament when his glutes didn't get activated. Right, right. He, you know, but there was that one year. It was just a monster. <laughs> just a horrible year where those glutes didn't activate at Torrey. And with your boy Ricky. Yeah, that's right. He didn't play that good. Uh, he had, they looked good in the untucked shirt, but he didn't play that good. And I'm hoping hoping this week in Phoenix he plays a little better. So, And then we also had Bryson winning this weekend over uh, in Dubai. And uh, Flagstick in all the way. All the way. Another Again, another dominant performance, I feel like, like I said earlier, it's like J-Rose, him, Brooks, Dustin, like every, like, you know, every other week, one of those four are winning. Um, and, uh, you know, he does it on a course he hasn't played there before, first time playing it overseas, and just kind of keeps that domination going. I know we took some shots earlier this year at Bryson for his COR of, of leaving the flag stick in, his misting the golf balls. But there's no doubt this guy is one of the most talented people out there on tour. I mean, think of the two playoff events that he won. 
He was the number one college player his his last year at SMU, and now he's dominating the PGA Tour. So I, I do not think we're going to see the end of his dominance anytime soon, whether it be in Asia, whether it be in Europe, whether it be on the tour. This guy's here to stay. This guy is a unbelievable force in golf right now, and I'm ready to give him respects. Is he weird? Does he do things that I didn't never know existed in science? Yes. But ultimately, this guy, there's no denying this guy's talent. No, I, I think to, to your point, I think he was a little bit, I think we both still think it's a little bit over the top sometimes. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of a show still going on sometimes. But you can't deny whether it's a show or whether he's really kind of using the science on every like shot that he takes. I mean, he is, he's here to stay. He's on the map. And I think he really, when he really proved it was the run he went on towards the end end of last year and into the first couple FedEx Cup events. Then all of a sudden he didn't play great coming into Ryder Cup, but, but he had a, like a, a six week period where he was really yeah. good towards the end of last year. Yeah. And then he just picks it right back up in the, in the fall season. And then here, uh, you know, in the early part of 2019. So it's clear he's here. He's going to be a top 10, you know, world golf rank player for the next, I think, few years. And just some inside knowledge. And when, one of the things I will give Bryson props from is he's the caddy that he that he is and has been using since he turned pro is that an old caddy out at Bandon who actually followed the same putting routine and putting science that Bryson did. And really? so when Bryson went on tours, the first guy that he picked up that used to carry a band in. So like just kind of a cool story that this guy isn't doesn't come from, you know, a school or anything like that. It was a random caddy at Bandon that followed the same putting method and now they're both, you know, kicking butt on tour. So kind of a cool story there. Yeah, that's cool. Wait, so I didn't know that. So the the caddy is kicking the caddy's also playing on tour? No, so the caddy that Bryson uses, I, I don't know his name, but he used to caddy at Band Dunes. Yeah. And the reason why that Bryson has picked him as his caddy is because they both follow the same scientific method of putting. Oh, okay. So he like he found the yeah, okay. That yeah, I, it meant that he's kicking butt like by winning a lot of golf tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got you. <laughs> Missed that one. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. Uh, but so speaking of kicking butt at golf tournaments, so he's been doing it and you mentioned the scientific putting method. So, it, so we, we've talked about this a lot, yeah. uh, towards the end of last year and t- towards the, uh, you know, sort of the transition, I guess, uh, the overlap period of, uh, 2018 into 2019 about the new rules and about the flag stick in. And I kind of said, I think the last podcast I, I could see this being adopted more, and the more I'm watching golf, the more yeah. I'm listening to analysts and people on tour, it seems like it's happening more. I mean, Adam Scott, whether he was going to do it like a long time ago or whether he just adopted it, I don't really know, but he was doing it all week. As you cut he said around, he's leaving it in the, no, the He said at the beginning every, every of the year that, that he's going to do it every time. And I just think as you cut around, though, you'll start to see other – I mean, we are seeing other people, especially from distances – leaving it in and even more and more and more i think on short putts i mean i I see people putting it in five feet yeah there's no doubt that this is here to stay this is the new norm of the of whether it be amateur golf whether it be college golf whether it be your sunday's game whether it be a major tournament on the pga tour this is here to stay i mean even tiger was doing it tuesday in the practice rounds you're going to see more and more people doing this 
Um, I have I, I walked um, earlier in the week with H.Y. Park over at Wilshire, and she was doing it too. She plays on the LPGA. So this is the, and she she was talking about how she viewed as an advantage. Just to follow up on this, my golf spy did a comprehensive study of this. Mm-hmm. And so what they determined was every putt that would roll inside of eight feet would actually be beneficial to leave the flag stick in because the second putt back would be shorter. So as long as you don't hit it past nine feet, right. um, then you have a chance for not only the deflection of the putt to go in, but also a much shorter second putt, more likely a tap in by leaving the stick in. So the science and everything backs it up that you're going to be more successful by leaving the flag stick in. Yeah, and I, I I didn't, I think, at least for me, I didn't see the rest of the tour taking that big of a turn on it. But I did say this last podcast as well, is I think it could free up a lot of people's strokes because it almost gives them a little bit more of a target. Yeah. You know, that it, it, it can, you know, you, you might take a little bit more of, of an aggressive line. And I think that can kind of mentally like free you up and I, that maybe that's what I'm just guessing but yeah. maybe that's what's happened with Adam Scott because he had his big he's his the one of the big reasons he hasn't been as, so successful over the last couple of years has been his putting his statistics have been down and then this week he's putting lights out flag stick in so go. I think I think you're gonna see more of it it's here to stay um it doesn't work for me yet <laughs> I'll tell you that I tried to keep it in on like a four foot downhiller I'm like oh yeah this is good I'm gonna just, keep it in and I just, just push always the pull right out by Steve it. always pull out yeah that's uh, that's that's good um <laughs> so yeah that's uh speaking of new rules too another uh another new rule violation this week that first major controversy right yeah um and I now I, I I'm gonna apologize because I don't remember his first name either do i, I think it's Ho- it. hortong yeah we we don't know how to hortong lee i believe no the, disrespect the, no disrespect no disrespect hortong lee but mr lee mr lee li that was, is was penalized in dubai yep. i think he was playing with bryson actually on the last day yep 18 his caddy was lining he got penalized two short penalty for caddies uh for his caddy lining him up caddies are not allowed to line you up while you're standing over your putt anymore so basically a caddy can take a look at the line with you right behind you he can tell you where he think the read it he can tell you where he thinks the read is yep. where to put it and then when you go into your motion to basically take your stance and line up your putt the caddy needs to get out of the way correct if you look at the video on this he was sort of right behind lee as he started to walk up to the ball so you could really make an argument had he addressed it yet or had right. he not uh, anyways, he got the two-stroke penalty for it. I don't think it was the right call. I'll let you talk on it, though. Yeah, I mean, it is the, no doubt the right call by the letter of the law. And if this is the new rule, he's standing behind him as an extension of the putting line. So he is in violation of the rule. The problem is is that this doesn't give him any advantage because whether I stand behind you 0.44 of a second later or, or faster that the line that I'm going to tell you is going to be the same. So whether like whether you address the ball or whether you're three inches over, I don't see how that gives somebody the advantage, right? Because the rule is is not is that the caddy can't stand at an extension of the line. So I would ask a question: Could this caddy stand right in front of you on your line? Yeah, I, I think right because like so, technically he's still an extension of the line if he's in right in front of you. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be weird to have someone right in front of you. Agreed, you but but you, just just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, here. and I don't think you can touch like you know you can't touch the caddy can't take the flag stick and like touch like where to hit it or leave Correct. a flag stick in your line. So like Correct. that rule has always been there. Right. But I, I, the real reason this rule is there is, and I think was happening a lot more in the LPGA tour from what I hear is that you know more and more caddies were standing right behind them as they were lining their putt up and then basically as they're going through their routine they'd line up they'd go through the routine they would line up the caddy would stay behind them and the caddy would say no no back away yeah. you're two inches right so it was slowing up play right. that way and and i think that's the true meaning and spirit of the rule though so i agree i, I think that and personally think that they made the wrong call looking at this because they you know again it was like you said it was like 0.4 seconds so he hadn't lined up his putter yet he hadn't gotten into his full stance he hadn't taken his full grip he just starts to do that he starts to get into that routine basically correct and then the guy basically his caddy like walks out from yeah from behind him right and so i don't think it should have been called i don't think it was in the spirit of the the rule i think that the european tour should take another look at this i think everybody will think that i agree PJ tour will as well and then we'll decide they'll decide whether right so just just some some basic facts here is that his his five on 18 became a six with the two shot penalty oh, yeah, he lost 70, a lot of money for shot this, 73 right? instead of 71 which was a difference of 98,000 US dollars <laughs> yeah so, so it can I, cost I, you. I'm agreeing with you like I, I do understand why it's called and it is the letter of the law but I think of what if you look at what the European Tour CEO came out and said that referees should have discretion is I don't think he used this to an advantage. Right. Right. I understand why it's called. I understand the rule. I appreciate the rule because I do think it will help speed up play, specifically as you mentioned, Steve, about the LPGA. But however, I just don't feel like if you go watch the video, he was doing this and to gain any type of intentional advantage. Yeah. And the caddy moves out of the way if, so you, quick. if you watch the video. So quick. So nor did he get one. So, But I think so. I think we were both kind of on the same page there. I mean, maybe you could you could make the argument by the letter of the law it, that it was it should have been a penalty. But overall, like it's the first controversy with the new rules there. I think you're going to see this a couple times, whether it's this or whether it's a drop. And there's real money on the line. These guys got to pay attention to it. But I think also it's incumbent upon the tour and the USGA and uh, European tour as well to evaluate these things and make a good, uh, you know, sort of fact-based judgment on whether you think a player, you know, did he break the rule? How how badly did he break the rule? Did he gain an advantage? And make your make your judgments, um, you know, based upon those facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the practice round at Tory on Wednesday, a lot of the guys were doing it. So. Um, have you, by the way, have you dropped, you played on Monday, right? I played Monday. Have, have you dropped the ball from your knee yet? I have done it a couple times and it's awkward. It is fuck. weird. It is weird. And for the, like, I feel for like, our I'm, listeners, like I'm, I feel like I I'm half want... like taking a, taking a dump, like in the, <laughs> so, so, so for our listeners, I, I was talking to the new rules with one of the professionals this on Wednesday and he was discussing the new drop rule. And yep. he was talking about how there's just no like cool way to do it. No, like without look without a guy looking like too feminine. 
<laughs> and so what he says, he You're might like, just my like pinkies raised. Right. I'm he like, said drop. he might just like go to like his midsection and just drop <laughs> it like that. You know what I mean? That would be a violation because you're not knee height. Correct. Exactly. So, so that's everyone's talking about it. It's gonna these all these new rules are just gonna take time. Yeah. There's gonna be more infractions. I can't wait till there's a major and there's there's determining of a major but two short penalty about one of these new rule uh i mean the, infractions. The, i think the toughest thing about the knee drop is that like it's always been a little bit loose right it's about shoulder height right. earlier right? right or it's now it's knee height so i mean I, I it's but it's kind of awkward to bend down and then like and then sometimes you're bending down and your knees lower right. so you're like am i too low am right. i too am i too if you have like, really long arms are you an advantage well, uh, yeah it's just and it's just an awkward or position short torso. it's just an awkward position to be yeah. in so I, I just wonder if they will try to make some adjustment to that like between belt and knees okay so right. but then again you can gain an advantage by dropping higher and letting it roll out you know yeah. so i mean there's 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 a lot that might go in there but all i can say is it's awkward as hell doing it if you we, haven't done we had it. another awkward moment on thursday morning oh yeah what happened at tory pines thursday. your boy jay spieth was paired with oh, my that's guy right. patrick yeah. reed they hugged it out. We had a full little huggy situation yeah. there. So I didn't see when they hugged. I just heard about it. I read an article on it. Okay. They hug after the round? Or and before. Did, before the yeah. round they hug. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's it was kinda... a very like playful, um, for our listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, Patrick Green and Jordan Spieth, who- Unless you're living under a rock in the golf world. Allegedly, you know, had some disagreements before the Ryder Cup te- teed off and about their partnership and going forward. And then Patrick Reed said some, some things. They were paired together in the same grouping on Thursday and Friday. For the first time since the Ryder Cup. Correct. Yeah. And Actually, they weren't paired together ever at the Ryder Cup, so that's part of, <laughs> right. part of the whole thing. Exactly. So they, I think they played into it. They gave a hug. They both were smiling. From what it looked like, it looked like this wasn't like a real beef, and this was a golf media and analysts talking this up to create a story and to make a villain and to make a good guy. I hope that's the case. I guess we'll stay tuned yeah, to figure I, it out. I think my um, thought on that is that I just think, uh, both on Patrick's part and the media's part, because Jordan kept his mouth shut, it was just all, it, I think it was all over, a little bit overplayed. And sure. I think I, I think I think Patrick really... You know, emotions run high. So when you're when you're just coming off of a loss at a Ryder at Cup. a Ryder Cup, everything's very everything's very heightened. And I think he probably felt slighted. And you know, in hindsight, he's like, I didn't play well, and I played great with Jordan the past two Ryder Cups. I don't see why I wouldn't have been paired with him. He decided to make his opinion public and, yeah. and vocal about it, and you know, everybody jumps on that. It's just yeah. it's the world we live in today with today's media coverage and social media and everything else. So. You know, I was pretty hard on him during that time. I still don't think it was the right thing to do when when you play like crap yourself. Um, but at the same time, it seems like what I really think now is that they don't really care that much, right? Like they they're not enemies. They're not. They might not be best friends, yeah. but they're not enemies. They're not out there like you know holding grudges. They're like, okay, let's just get this over with. Let's like hug. It'll be funny. And they both like, all right, shrug it off. And okay, we're back to normal golf now. And it's it's. Uh, past both of them seemingly speaking so. of coming together after the reddit cup there's a there's a foursome that took a vacation this weekend oh yeah 
That's right. Oh, it's right. We get a lot of post Ryder Cup yeah. stories this weekend. Um, so Brooks Kepka, Jenna Sims, Paulina Gretzky. Out in the Maldives. And Mr. Dustin Johnson uh, took a little trip. Yeah. The four of them and some other friends down in the Maldives and kept us entertained on Instagram. Of and course. I know you love this stuff, Steve. Of course. So when you're watching this, what's your reaction? I was thinking about uh, what's that Al Pacino movie where uh, he's like. He talks about uh, oh God. I'm just gonna butcher the whole thing now. But okay. he has a great quote. He's like, "He's got a, she's got a great ass." Um, and uh, I don't know what what movie was that. I don't know. Oh, my friends are gonna kill me when they hear this podcast. But uh, anyways, Brooks and Jenna decide yeah. to post a uh, an Instagram picture with both of them in thongs. So I said, "Oh, Brooks, great ass," um, it, which was kind of funny. Um, but I thought, you know, they're trying to be funny. It got a little like feedback and a lot of commenting on this on social media. Of course. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. I mean, they both just, uh, you know, funny Instagram post. Um, they're all back together again. So yeah. the four of them seem like they're all having a good time. I was very jealous of a lot of the Look tropical beautiful. pictures. I know Look you like views. Yeah. And I went to Bora Bora. Emily and I went to Bora Bora on our honeymoon. So it was very... Very similar to look at a lot of those, like, you know, now now our rooms were not as nice, or <laughs> our balconies, or, you know, the private pools, but it was, uh, we did have an over-the-water hut, so, but a lot of that stuff was uh, was very kind of reminiscent, so it took me back a little bit. Aww. Yeah, Shout out to go. Emily, who's not with us tonight. Yeah, um, but very funny stuff from Brooks. Um, he must work out, so... Uh, and 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 shout out to to dear friend of this podcast, Miss Jenna Sims. Is she listening to the podcast? She, she does listen. Um, for just full disclosure, we have a dear dear friendship before um, she met Brooks and before I started I this podcast. That. We have a celebrity listener to the so podcast. So I, I the goal is to, for her to come on the podcast sometime this year. Um, I wanted to do it, you know, coming up here, but um, we'll get Jenna. She's, she's going to be traveling. But yeah, indeed, that's that's on the that's on the horizon. See, I think I think uh, them doing stuff like that, it actually like you know, I mean, I I know Brooks, and I think he uses it to his advantage of like that. You know, he's not really considered, uh, or isn't as talked about as much as maybe some sure. of the other top five golfers in the world. This this makes me love Brooks. Like he's he's got you can see he's got a personality. He's being funny. Um, they're all out there on vacation having fun. Like that's that's what it's all about like just let your guard down a little bit and and go out there but i still think that he's he's pulling a little bit of a tom brady like he is now where he's sort of maybe manufacturing some of that disrespect yeah. and i think it helps him and that that's i'm totally fine with that too yeah so we're still uh, here but i still you know I, I think it's great to kind of see him and jenna having fun on vacation it's great yes indeed so and the big news from Waglin Whiff, you want to let our listeners know? Oh, we're heading out to Phoenix. Well, cool. we, we talked about that at the top. So it's our first real uh, podcast golf trip, I guess hey. you would say, for, for an event. So we're heading to Phoenix. We've got a lot of things planned. We're going to head in on Thursday. Uh, we'll get there Thursday night. So we won't be at the tournament on Thursday. Fortunately, we have some other obligations, but we will be there um, on Friday morning, yep. we'll be on the ground. We will have a ton of social media coming your way. So the Instagram account will be back up and in, in full swing. I know we've been slacking in there a little bit. 
what else? Uh, so Friday, Saturday, you'll see a bunch of uh, video content coming from us. We'll try to do some interviews. We'll try to get some good stuff for you guys. Keep you entertained throughout the weekend. It will be fun. Steve will be back in his ASU element. That's right. I'll be in full uh, ASU gear. We'll be we'll be screaming for Phil on the 16th hole. Absolutely. We uh will be at a we'll be at the Bottle Blonde table on Saturday we on got a, 18. We got a table on Sunday so night. So come on, come see your boys and have a drink with us. Yeah, Emily. hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Emily will be there. We know she's been uh, missing from the podcast a little bit. She's had a a busy schedule as well. Uh, post uh, well, I should say 2019. Hello. Uh, but she'll be there. She'll be there with us on grounds. We're gonna we're gonna try to find celebs. We're gonna try to just. Completely... Manu, we're coming for you. I think he's gonna be the Super Bowl. Of course he is. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how long he'll be there. Maybe he'll be there on Friday. I don't know. But we'll we'll come. You know, we'll try to find everyone. We have a bunch of friends out there. I have a bunch of college buddies out there. We we you know we know a bunch of people there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a fun time. Uh, we'll try to get a podcast interview while we're there for you guys. So look for that. Uh, it's going to be a blast. And then we got Super Bowl Sunday for Steve. Hello. Um, well, for everybody, really. But, I mean, it's a little extra special for me. Could be Tommy's last Tommy. one. Uh, so we got Patri- to find a Patriots bar. Done. So if you know it, hit us up in the comments or send us a DM of where in Phoenix that we should watch the game. And we and might don't just stop joke. In. don't joke on me and send me some Rams bar so I show up in, like, a Patriots jersey <laughs> and I get just, like, hacked. No, because you will get called out on the next podcast if you do something crazy like that. <laughs> Although I'd probably respect it. But I, I've already done my research, so I think I have a couple ideas where okay. to go. And we're playing some golf on Sunday morning. And we're playing in, some golf on in Sunday. Phoenix. Yeah, um, Fire Rock Country Club, a little hookup there. Nice. So, yeah, all, all, uh, all three of us will be playing there with a member, so we'll send some picks and some vids from that round as well, and then we'll be hightailing it to somewhere to watch, uh, watch some football. So... Very big week ahead for the podcast and the crew here. What else we got? We got anything else, Scott? Or are we about wrapping it up? Um, no. Oh, don't you have a Kucher update? You have. Oh, this is like, big, this I is do. breaking. This is breaking waggle like, with news. So you won't get this anyplace else. And for all of nope. our loyal listeners, know that every year I go to Mayakoba, where the Matt Kucher controversy took place. Mm-hmm. So Tom Gillies comes out and. Calls out Kucher for well, not let's just remind care. people of the Matt Kucher controversy because the controversy was that he tipped his caddy so or he only, only gave his caddy when he won the tournament at Mayakopa $3,000 because he used right. a local caddy there, not his normal caddy. Correct. And one, so, he won $1.3 million. I just think right. that that's, let's adjust right. that. So, so the, the rumor was he shortchanged his caddy by a lot, but go ahead. Yeah, so... Um, so I reached out to someone on the grounds of Mayakoba in Mexico. Now, I don't want to give out their name because they have a job to do. But anyways, the $3,000 that was paid and that was reported was the weekly fee. Now, which most caddies get anywhere between 18 to 28 to sometimes 35. It's a wide range of what they get paid that week and then winning percentages. And then after Matt Kuchar won, he wrote a check for not 10%, but well over the $50,000 number. Gotcha. And I can say that on record from the source. So any, by any metric, um, the caddy made over $50,000 because Ooh. for the week, which... Over 50? I over thought you 50. said you gave me a different number before, but that's yeah, great. But it was over 50. Because I, okay. I, I was going to not give this update and trash 
Matt Kuchar, if it wasn't 50, it was over 50. And the $3,000 reported was what he was getting for the week okay. before any other thing. So he would have made $3,000 if Matt Kuchar finished dead last in the golf tournament. Gotcha. I mean, so, all right. Then you can take secured. that to the bank. You can put my name on it. You can put Waggle and Whiff on it. That is literally That's a breaking list. news from Waggle Breaking news. You won't get that anywhere else. You, you haven't That's gotten that straight anyway. from Mayakoba. No, forget Golf Channel. You haven't gotten it from there. You got it from Waggle <laughs> right, so and Whiff. All right, so Brandel. Straight from okay. Mayakoba. Uh, I like it. So we'll post that on Instagram. Done. Let's do it. Uh, by the way, the movie was Heat with Al Pacino. Oh, that was movie. the... I went and movie. saw it with the uh, director gave a little talk at Westwood last year. Really? Yeah. Did he talk about that scene? No. Oh. Great, great Great scene. movie. Underrated movie. Yeah, great movie. LA uh, movie, too. All right. Uh, I can't wait to get out in Phoenix, though. Let's do I it. can't wait to. Oh, we, uh, I, I've been to. Where are we going Friday night? I've been to. Well, we'll, f- we'll figure something out. Okay. Uh, I'll line something up. But we. I've been. I went to school there. I only went there though. I've only been to the tournament a couple times, even though I went to school there for four years. Uh, and then I went one time, and one of the times I went was actually after I graduated, where I, I really didn't make it to the tournament. It was a very unfortunate series of events. I oh boy. lost my phone. I had, I had just met Emily. I dropped it in the pool because I was trying to video my buddy doing a cannonball into the pool. Sounds like college at a, at a party. It was great. Um, but so it was a whole scene. But I'm I'm excited to get back on 16. A lot of players you said though were before we wrap this up complaining about it because we know that you know the rowdiness on tour has been you know some players Rory Justin Thomas they've been vocal about it. Do we think this tournament's too much of a party? So I guess I, we can decide when we get there. Yeah. But. So I've not been there for this. This would be my first time going to this tournament. But I asked this direct question to probably six players at Troy. And all of some of them gave a very similar answer. And I won't name names because I don't want to cost people money. But I was asking folks next week what their schedule was. Have they committed yet? And would they consider coming on the podcast while we're in Scottsdale? And the overwhelming reaction that I got was, no, we don't really look forward to that event because it's just too crazy. (laughs) And are you sure? They, are you sure they just weren't saying no because they were not gonna say like I'm not gonna do your shitty? No, podcast. I don't think so. I, I don't. I didn't get that vibe. And but the follow up was that there's probably six or seven guys that play almost every event on the PGA Tour that live within walking distance of that where that tournament is held, TPC Scottsdale, yeah. and they still refuse to play it. So what does that tell you? I think. I think they need to suck it up for one okay. for one tournament. I okay. mean, honestly, I, I look. I mean, I know there's a line that you cross and you don't cross, right? Like, sure. you, I mean, if you're yelling obscene things, if you're bringing people's families into it, or anything like that, it's over the line. But you're going to a tournament that you know is a party. It's kind of a party atmosphere. You know, you do it. It's something different. It's something a little bit more lively. It gets a little more out of all like the regular early season events. It gets a little more traction because of sure, and it's you know, a destination. Everything, everything is it's a, a destination. Um, when the Super Bowl is in Phoenix or when it's in Glendale, it's it's even better. Um, but it, you know, I, I just I look forward to watching it every year, whether I'm going or not. So I'm really looking forward to going back. Uh, and and like I said, make no mistake, we're not just going to go there to party, which we will, but we're going to go there to uh, get you guys some good content and try to keep you guys entertained on the gram. So. So uh, give us a follow. Make sure you check, look at it, look it up this weekend. 
Um, if you haven't already, make sure you go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, give us some feedback, let us know, give us five stars, uh, follow us on Instagram if you're not doing that yet. Uh, if you're not, you're an idiot. Uh, waggle. Especially this weekend, it's going to be great. <laughs> waggle and whiff, the letter N, whiff, all one word on Instagram. Same thing on Twitter. Write into us, uh, waggleandwhiff at gmail.com if you get questions for the show or just uh, DM us on Instagram, whatever you want to do. It's great to be back. Uh, golf season is back. We are yes, in full swing. The Hawaii swing's already over. We only got a few more West Coast events, and then we're on to March and the players. Uh, everything's going to come on so hot in the early season this year. So we're excited, and uh, it's really our first full season as the yeah. podcast, right? right? I mean, it's like, you know, we kind of started this up middle of the summer. Um, you know, we, we had some, you know, we, it took a little while to get going during the season last year. Now we've got a full season with you guys, so just look forward to that. We'll get Emily back soon. We know you miss her. <laughs> so in the words of Tommy Brady and the Patriots, let's do this. We're still here. We're still here. Let's go.